Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Spent Steve Barber. <laughs> and joining me as my co-host is Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. Glad to be back. Yep, definitely glad to be back. This is the first time in, I think the last time we recorded was on the 15th of September. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's now the the 3rd of October. So it's been about 19 days. And yeah. I'm glad to be back doing this, even though I am I am still very tired. I mean, I I worked today. I was at my office um, for about 11 and a half hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. And let me tell you about why I'm so spent. Because in the past two weeks, uh, and actually, let's see, we pull up the calendar between, um, see, we recorded last on, I see, um, no, it, it, no, it was the 19th. I can't look at the wrong calendar. I'm dumb. Um, but let's see, today is the third, between the 18th of September through the 1st of October, that is 14 days, I worked 150 hours. That's ridiculous. And one of those days was a sick day, so I didn't even work that day. Right. So 150 hours in a 13 days. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. just, oh, Lord. Um, This is not not that my boss actually listens to the podcast today because he's just, he's just not a wrestling fan. Right. Uh, but I've already told him I am looking for different employment. I mean, I don't blame you. Working those kind of hours are just... I can't imagine. Yeah. So when it comes to, you know, having to, and having to work, you know, because yeah. if you don't work, you know, sometimes, I mean, you'll get fired. And my, and it's not like I was the only one either. That's the, the wild thing. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I mean, my, uh, my boss was working a lot of hours. My director, I mean, he was working more hours than me. Yeah. You know, so I even told him today, I was like, dude, I said, are you all right? And he's like, I'm fine. I was like, okay, just making sure. Yeah, but in the meantime, I'm looking for different employment. I mean, as much as what I like the actual job, I don't like it that much. Right? Where, <laughs> you, not you enough. To, not enough to sacrifice your whole, you know, your whole life for. Basically, I mean, it's like you. I mean, there's no family time when you're working those kind of hours. There's no personal time when you're working those kind of hours. And right after a while, anybody would get burnt out. Yeah, and I mean, and I don't, I don't want to say who a company I work for because I mean, I really don't feel like get myself in that much trouble, right? Um, you know, but I had a job for twenty years where those hours, long hours, I mean, because I worked some seriously long hours on some of those days too, especially when I was mm -hmm. employed, you know, when I was in Afghanistan, and those hours actually meant something. This is not mm -hmm. that kind of job. Mm -mm. hey okay <laughs> we had that we had the windows open today trying to air the house out but it's it's hot in the house now so my wife is uh so excuse my belly all in the camera people but uh oh your face was just up in there a second ago yeah, so <laughs> she wants me to shut, she wants me to shut the window because she's turning the air back off ah gotcha all right i'll lock them later all right Sorry, Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been a while, so we got to get used to, you know, yeah. doing this again. Because I was in there, I was in there trying to set everything up, and I was like, "It's been that long," you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I mean, there was a couple days. I mean, I I worked 
for 16 hours in, in one day. I did that a couple times. That's crazy. That's just, yeah. wow. and, I, I mean, I worked in a factory where I worked 60 hour weeks and I thought that was terrible, but I can't imagine working. And those were like 10 hour days, but I oh, can't imagine working 16 hours in one day. And here's the kicker. I'm salary. Yeah. That's the worst part about it is your salary. <laughs> I'm salary. So it's like, I don't get overtime. If I got right. overtime, then okay, maybe the money would be worth it. Yeah. But no, right now, uh, I'm not going to say how much I make an hour just because I, I said that'd be rude. Right, right. But if I were to, um, I, I even calculated out my same paycheck and, of course, divided by 40 tells me how much it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, divide that same number by, um, actually, we have paycheck divided by 80 would give me my hourly mm-hmm. rate. If I were to divide it by 150, it's considerably lower. Right. It's, um, it's almost, it's around minimum wage, maybe even lower than that. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And our, my company, their lowest paid entry level, very first mm-hmm. time you just started is $20 an hour. Oh, wow. I, and I was, you know, um, well, I say minimum, I don't even know what minimum wage is anymore, <laughs> but it's, it's still seven twenty five. Uh, I think Ohio just jumped theirs up to 10. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think it, it, it depends on what state you're in. But, yeah, Ken, um, Kentucky's is still 725. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but my, um, well, I say close to minimum wage, it was down to about $14 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've given a lot to this company and I've enjoyed the time with the company, met, met a lot of great people, but I can't work those kind of hours. No, or and not get, uh, not get paid for it. Right, not like I said, not get like you said, not get paid for it. You know, no compensation, no, no, no private life outside. You know, work right. to speak of because you're working so many hours, you're just going home and crashing. Oh, and since uh, you know, and I and I, I promise we'll get to the wrestling here. <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get there in just a minute, but, but I mean, I do feel like we have to explain, you know, why we have been absent for so long. Um, my wife and my son were down in Orlando last week. Mm-hmm. Yes. They flew down. Then the hurricane joined them. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, but, but they're fine. You know, they went down to see my daughter and they, they had a good time with my daughter. They got to spend some time with her. Meanwhile, I was coming here. I was here trying to make sure I got home on time, you know, to get the dogs to take them outside. Of course, mm-hmm. two of my dogs, they didn't care. They just went any, anyway. Yeah. And because one of them, he's just stupid. <laughs> and, you know, uh, he's the one I call the defective dog. He's not, a, you know, he's a good dog. We would never get rid of him, but yeah, he's defective. Right. You know, I joke. It's, ah, he, you know, oh, God, they give us a defective dog. But, um, <laughs> and then the other one, she just, that's the, the newest one we got. Um, there were some weird circumstances and she was not properly house trained. Gotcha. Okay. So me coming home to that, you know, and then trying to, you know, um, trying to eat, but it was like, I'm not going to have time to make anything. So I was having to hit like fast food in the way here, but mm-hmm. uh, so I was here by myself. And, and of course when I was getting home back, right back on the work computer. Yeah. So, but and not only that, but um, I'll let you tell the main, but 
family. Um, I mean, we have fam- we also have family obligations. I mean, yes, and uh, unfortunately, um, not this pat, not just the Saturday that passed, but a week before that, my um, brother-in-law passed away. My wife's it was my wife's brother. Uh, he passed away, so um, wasn't really in the mindset to no. record on Monday, you know, that following Monday. Um, but, um, they're doing okay. Um, her, you know, hope is hopes like one of the strongest women I know she is for me. Hope is hope. is even level with my mom for like the strongest women that I've ever known. And hope is dealing with it. Um, you know, she's keeping busy doing things, trying to, you know, keep her mind occupied. It hits her from time to time, I know, but she's she's doing pretty good. Uh, my mother-in-law, uh, she's she's trying, bless her heart, but she's not doing so well, but I can't imagine losing a child. You know, it's hard enough for, it's hard enough for my wife losing her baby brother, but uh, I can't imagine what her mom is feeling, losing, you know, losing a child. So, um, but you know, we're all making it, you know, the kids are okay. You know, I'm doing pretty good. So we're all just making it, just taking it a day at a time. But like Steve and I always say that, you know, the end of the day, it's a podcast and I mean, we love doing it, but our family always has to come first. Yep. And we won't waver from that. I mean, we would never say, Hey, I don't care what what hardship is going on you need to go get on this and right um fortunately you know the people who listen to us i mean they've been very supportive yes you know um and we greatly appreciate y'all thank you very much yep um and one of our um i guess i'd say our one of our most faithful listeners uh, a man named randy you know Mm -hmm. you know know randy yep you know he's actually he's reached out to me personally just to make sure I'm all right. Kyle yeah. has reached out to me personally, you know, to make sure, you know, everything's right because they know about the hours I've been working and, right. you know, of course they express their condolences to you and hope as well, yeah. you know? So I'd say I we, we have, that. Oh yeah. I mean, we have a really good support system, you know, yes. I'm very yes, we do. That, so, um, but that does lead into the topic of our show. I just figured because we have not been able, we've been talking about doing a show based on, um, you know, one thing, and then all of a sudden I had to work, and then I had to work again, and then I, I still had to work, mm-hmm. and then even doing more work, and work, work, work. And, you know, so I was like, well, you know, I can't think of, you know, and I, I have not been able to keep up with anywhere. I actually had to to turn down a guy, I don't even have told you about this, he's a friend, he was actually a friend of Kyle's, and he's um, now I've become friends with him on Facebook. He's doing a college project uh, where his major is like in sports broadcasting. Oh, really? Yep. And so he's been having to do like interviews, you know, like real mm-hmm. quick ones. I've done like two of them with him. They were like, you know, a minute long, two minutes long. Yeah. You know, uh, but I was going to do one with him this past weekend. And I had to say, dude, I said, I am not prepared. You know, right. I, said, I have not been able to keep up with anything, you know. So, uh, so for anybody who would like to tag us and let us know what's been going on. The wrestling world. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some, <laughs> but like until you know, just until like the last few days, I just haven't been in that mindset. So I just haven't really kept up with things. I'm 
getting back into the swing of things now. So, yeah. You know, so uh, I figured, you know what? I'm pretty tired, but that's actually something that goes along with wrestling is mm-hmm. fatigue and the travel schedule and the crazy schedule they do. So I figured, you know, let's go a little old school. We'll talk about uh, the old travel schedule and actually kind of compare it to the new travel schedule because yeah. it doesn't appear like it's, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's not that different, you know. So, um, but before we start, let me see if I can remember everything. It's been almost three <laughs> weeks. Want to go ahead and give our contact and listing info. If you want to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can also find us on Instagram at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on YouTube. You already know that if you're watching Mm -hmm. us. But as far as audio goes, you can just find us on just about any audio platform there is. If we're not there, let one of us know. We do what we can to get ourselves added. You can find our our merch. Yes, we have merch. Almost forgot about that, too. (laughs) Tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can also find Joylan at fat underscore daddy 73 on Twitter. And you can find his social media channel, Big and Fat, on YouTube and TikTok. Yep. And you can find my other podcast called The Cubicle Chat. That Twitter is at cubicle underscore chat, or just look it up, Cubicle Chat. That's I don't talk about wrestling on there, and I haven't been able to record that that one either. Missed the last right. week's recording that one. Yeah. You know, so um, it's no fun not being able to get the product out there. But have I forgotten anything? Um, no. It's actually, for it being three weeks, you got. I believe you got it wow. all. All right. I didn't even rehearse it. but uh when i was actually telling kyle about these hours and he's like man he's like it's like you're working for vince mcmahon yeah and if people don't have never heard of the kind of hours vince mcmahon worked vince mcmahon basically never slept yeah And, and if he did it was like three hours a night right and if he had if he thought of something at two o'clock in the morning he was going to give you a call and he expected you to yeah. answer the phone at two o'clock in the morning. Or he was at the, and usually he was at the office by like four in the morning. He was there before yep. anybody. And he worked out a lot. They said during his, his downtime, yeah. you know, he go, he would go work. That's why Vince McMahon was, was pretty jacked. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, well, we say that, of course, you know, with the lawsuits that have been going on, there was other things he was doing too, but. Yeah. Um, but we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I hear about the territory days, so a lot of things that the wrestlers talk about is the travel schedule. Yeah. And they, they said a lot of times that determined what territory they wanted to work for. Sometimes mm-hmm. if we get somewhere, they didn't want to leave because they're like, this is great. Yeah. And, and even now, though, wrestlers, and I kind of, I was trying to take some notes as best I could. Um, because they do, they really live at like a circus type lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just uh, move from town to town every single day. Yep, except for there's no off season. Yeah, no, That's the yeah. Thing. I mean, yeah. Um, because even like the traveling circus, you know, or carnivals, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of funny because that's where wrestling, the origin of it was, was yep. you know, carnivals, traveling fairs. They have an off season. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to go to a circus during the winter time right uh but during the summertime you can go like three in a week you know if you mm-hmm. know where to look <laughs> yeah but 
uh, <clears throat> but wrestling, I mean, because I, I kind of wrote down, it's like in their day, it's sleep, gym, show, travel, socialize, repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're not necessarily in that order because, uh, and the socializing is kind of a, you know, an option, but a lot of them yeah. take it. And and so when you see them, you know, they, they talk about how worn out their bodies are because, mm-hmm. I mean, when when I say the show, well, they're out there 10, 15 minutes-ish, you know, yeah. on average. You know, sometimes it'll be longer. Triple H's matches were generally like 30 minutes long, whether you want it yeah. to be or not. Uh, and that's without the entrance. Yeah, that's that was without the, the entrance. Ma- that was just the match time was about 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in a card at some point they were going to just have an Undertaker and Triple H match, and that was it. And it, and it would still last three hours. Oh, yeah. That's the whole it'd pay-per-view the, right there. Yeah, it'd be the whole pay-per-view. It'd be an hour <laughs> between the two entrances, and then the match would be two hours by itself. But. And, you know, now, what's why does they had, what, three WrestleMania matches? Yes. Seven, uh, let's see, 17, 27, and 28. Now I want to go back in time to see how long it took from the very beginning of whoever – uh, Triple H would always come in first because Undertaker, yes. his entrance is yeah. always last. Yeah. And then their entrance, and then to so the, the first, you know, time to play the game, because I'm pretty sure that's the song. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. Until the bell rang at the very end. Yeah. And yeah, now I'm going to have to go back and see, okay, how long I did those think, take? I think the shortest match that they had in their trilogy was uh, the first one at 17. At 17. Yeah. And how many minutes was it? Um, not a hundred percent sure. You know, that was wasn't that the um, it wasn't supposed to be a street fight, but the referee took the nastiest bump and was like yeah. out for, you know, he got he got kicked in the shin and it knocked him out for thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so trying to see. Um, well, take that back. That match was still twenty nine minutes and twenty nine seconds. <laughs> With wow. the video, with and that, but that includes the video package and the entrances, the the complete thing. Oh, but whew. from bell from bell to bell. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Probably bell to bell, probably about nineteen minutes. <laughs> but the video package oh. was probably three four minutes, and then each each entrance. So you know, you're looking at probably. Good twelve minutes you can shave off there for that. So yeah, it was probably it was I'd say probably a nineteen twenty minute match from bell to bell, and that was the shortest of the ones they had because the one at twenty seven, which a lot of people liked that one, I did not. I found it boring because you could tell the Undertaker was not in ring shape in that match, right? And um, it just went really long. Uh, it went way longer than it should have. Now, WrestleMania 28, the Hell in a Cell match, fantastic. It's my favorite one out of the three. Uh, is that the one where Undertaker came to the ring? And you, you won't find this on the network, mm-hmm. but you could find it on YouTube if you, you know, if it hasn't been taken down because it keeps popping up, taken down. Uh, the one he came to the ring with, um, Ain't No Grave Gonna Help Hold My Body Down, Johnny Cash. No, that one was, uh, that was 27. That okay, that one was. He came yeah. to he came with ain't no grave and Triple H came out to I think for whom the bell tolls is who they came is who they came out wow. to on um 
the actual pay-per-view because I saw the actual pay-per-view. Right. But when you when you watch it on yeah, Peacock or the network, they dubbed over yep. those because they didn't want to pay for the licensing. <laughs> yep. And then twenty eight, <clears throat> uh, the cell had its own theme music. They used the memory remains by Metallica when the cell dropped. Once they got in the ring and the cell dropped, then Metallica played for that. And then but that match was fantastic. So I I that one you can't really tell it went long because yeah. it was so good. And it had but, HBK as the referee. Yes. Yes. And and that's when that's when all three of them should have retired. That was the way out. <laughs> yes, they should have been like, that all right, you're done. the perfect way out. Sean should have. Ne- Sean was fine being a referee, but he never should have come back for that match in Saudi. That was a way for Triple H and Undertaker. They should have both retired right then. They should have just left the boots in the ring. They weren't going to get a better way out. I mean, they got a standing ovation from the crowd at the end yeah. when they were on the ramp. That's the way to go out. But and, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't do it that way. And how much do you think, your opinion, how much do you think fatigue because of the travel, because of just the wear and tear in their bodies, but how much do you think that can negatively affect the matches? Oh, absolutely, because it's got to. I mean, you see how fatigue, you know, affects us Mm -hmm. when we're, you you know, with our jobs. If you're tired... You know, we do computer work. We're not, you know, we're not athletes. But, you know, fatigue help, you know, affects your concentration. I can't imagine being in the ring, having to remember spots and remember your place. You know, remember exactly where you're supposed to be for this particular thing to happen. They've got to be wore out. They've got to be tired. I mean, I say bravo to any professional level, any professional wrestler at any level, whether you are backyard indie or, you know, where you're getting paid big money. Bravo that you can work that kind of schedule because even in the territory days, these guys were working 320 days a year. Yeah. You had a lot of the, a lot of the legends would talk about, they'd only have like, if you added it up, they only had like maybe a month off a year. But it was days yeah. scattered throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, cumulative. They cumulative. might have a month off a year, and like Arn Anderson has been famous for talking about. That's a lot of the reason why, like when he was in WWE, and he said, you know, his son was like, you know, Daddy, when are you coming home? And he said, that about killed me. He's like, I put in my notice. He's like, yep. you know, I'm, you know, you know, I'm up up north running those territories you know my family's down south we're not we're never going down there running those territories so i never i'm never seeing my family i'm not seeing my wife i'm not seeing my kids he's like it was just too much he's like i put in my notice and went home yep and because Arn, um i didn't realize this until he started his podcast i thought that because his wife was from pensacola i thought that they stayed in Pensacola. I didn't realize they had moved to Charlotte and just stayed in Charlotte. Yeah, they stayed in Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, Arnis said, talked about the travel, and he's like, it's especially when he was a horseman. He's like, it's one town, like it's Charlotte one night, it's Greenboro, Greensboro the next night. Then you're moving on just town to town to town. And he's like, and you're 
he's like, and we're living that horseman lifestyle. So mm -hmm. we're just on, we're just hopping, a, hopping a jet from here to here to here. But you've got other guys who aren't living that lifestyle that are driving all these, you know, all these towns. Ronnie Garvin's talked about, you know, he drove his pickup truck to a lot of uh, those towns. So, I mean, even when he was the world heavyweight champion, when he beat Flair and he was world champion for like four or five months, he was still driving to every town himself. And a lot of guys did that back then because in the older territory days, promoters weren't paying for your travel unless you were the nope. trop, unless you were the top draw in the territory. If you were the champion in that territory or the, or you were coming in from somewhere else and you were the top draw, they'd pay for your travel, but everybody else you were coming out of pocket. And, and so you would, a lot of these people would, you know, ride share or whatever. So they would split the expenses yeah. and, have some companionship on the road because I mean, they would finish say they'd finish a match in one city, but they're booked for another, they're booked for another town. That's like, you know, hundred miles away. They're, they're showering, jumping in the car, taking off so they can get to the next town so they can wrestle their next match. And that's got to wear you out. I mean, just physically and mentally that's got to, and I don't know, I don't know how these guys keep going even today you look at the WWE schedule. These people work th 300 days a year. And yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they got the brand split, but then each brand has its own touring schedule. Plus you have at least one pay-per-view a month. You've got raw, you got SmackDown. Uh, plus NXT has got its own touring schedule. NXT has their own specials, um, which I think they're bringing back takeover, which is fantastic by the way. Because they've they've gotten rid of NXT 2.0 and it's just NXT now, so that's Yay. good. Um, but NXT has its own touring schedule. SmackDown does, Raw does, and then you have your pay per views each month, including the ones from Saudi, where you're taking that huge plane ride to Saudi. <laughs> you're wrestling in 100 degree heat. Under you know you've got the heat from being in Saudi. Then you've got all the lights, all the pyro, all you know, all the pomp and circumstance. So it's so hot. Then you're wrestling, and, and it's in a, and it's an open air stadium. But the way it's yeah. set up, it's like you're in a convection oven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like you can almost see the heat just circling. Yeah. And it, then they, and you look at those guys, the travel for that. How long is that flight to Saudi? To Saudi, depending um, on where they're coming from, I know I, it's. A I would different, say it's probably at least seven, eight hours. That's what I'm thinking. So you got an eight-hour flight to Saudi Arabia, then you've got you've got your match, whatever you know, and you still got to warm up and get your gear on and do all that, and then you've got your match with jet lag on yeah, top of that. With jet lag, then you've got to shower, get your gear together, get all your belongings together to hop back on the plane. For another eight hours to get back home because half of that crew's got SmackDown the, the next night. Because a lot of times those Saudi shows are on Thursday, yep. and then SmackDown's live on Friday. So and half of that the, crew. I, I think the last time they had it, the SmackDown was in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're, you're flying all the way to Kansas City. Yeah. You're halfway into the country. Yeah. And then jet lag again to perform for the live crowd who 
you know, paid their good money to see these wrestlers perform. Again, I have nothing but respect for professional wrestlers because I don't know if I could do it. And you think about, okay, all the matches that have happened in Saudi, have you, would you see any of them were like a five-star match? No, the, probably the best one was crown jewel where you had edge and Seth Rollins in the hell in a cell. That pay-per-view exceeded my expectations. They put on a much better match than they had to. A lot of those wrestlers put on better matches than they had to, because honestly, those are glorified house shows. Yeah. Because I mean, and we'll get this one of the things we were going to discuss, you know, two weeks ago was Logan Paul, Roman Reigns at the next Saudi show. Yeah. And we still have time to discuss that. And I'm pretty sure we will discuss that. Yeah. And how disgusting we are about having to discuss that. But look at the things that have happened at the Saudi shows. One of them, okay, the first thing is actually kind of funny. Titus O'Neill losing it. Titus just (laughs) Just, sliding under the ring. And yeah. But it's like, it's like almost like, Everything that happens at the Saudi shows, except for unless it's like a main event type thing, does not carry over to normal continuity. No. It's like um, it's like they're it's like they're in Vegas and it's like, oh well that mm-hmm. happened there, but we're not gonna discuss it over here. Well, one of the things though the, some of the bad things that have happened, and I think even the tightest thing, he didn't raise his foot up enough mm-hmm. to get over the mat. How often yeah. Does something like that happen? Yeah. Only when you're tired, you know, like yeah. I'm pretty sure you've been tired trying to walk up your, you know, the steps of your house, which you've done a thousand times. Oh yeah. And, and I you, fell. Yeah. yeah. And you fell I've, because yeah. yeah. I've either missed the bottom step and fell on the steps, or I've missed the top step and fell on the porch. Yeah. I mean, it, and after your yeah. kids stop laughing at you, you know, because they oh, will. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, they don't stop laughing. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I, I I did I actually did that at Disney. Um <laughs> I mean and I was trying to step saw and I just lost it. I, and I think Avery may actually have it on video because she's <laughs> happened to be, and I just bit it. I'll have to ask her if she has that. Cause uh, yeah, be <laughs> but, that would be great. But it's, it's one of the things, I mean, when Undertaker and Goldberg had their match, never understood what think about that. I mean, oh. Goldberg, first of all, he, you know, him, he, he can cuss himself before the match. Yeah. But it's the same thing. The fatigue step, you know. Yeah, you've set got, in. You've got jet lag, stupidity, mm-hmm. for banging his head so hard against the thing that he, you know, well he bang. He, they say he got the concussion when he hit the the ring post. I can guarantee you he got the concussion, smacking his head against the whatever he hit backstage to yeah. get himself hyped up because he was already bleeding. Yeah, when he came out. I mean, and, and I get then, it. I mean, he's a he's a former like professional yeah. football player. I mean, he. Yeah. So I get still, he hyped himself up like that, but you're he he was also you know pushing fifty at that yeah. time, and there was no need for that. Just come out and do your match. I mean, we knew it wasn't going to be a five star classic because it was way past his prime, Undertaker, and fifty year old Goldberg. Yep. Give us three minutes of give us five minutes of high impact moves and go home. That's yep. what they should have done because. Goldberg, Goldberg smacks on the, smacks his head on the post after you've got jet lag and stupidity and all that wrapped into that. <laughs> then he goes for the jackhammer, dumps Undertaker on his head, 
you know, even Undertaker was disgusted with the match. He was good at when it was over. He's just looking like, really, I came over here for this. Yeah, that's the look he had on his face. And you better be glad they're paying me a lot of money. Yeah, but it's (laughs) like the travel is just the travel for professional wrestlers is just brutal, and not just WWE. You look at AEW. AEW. Do they they have a lighter TV schedule? You know, they have Rampage, they have Dynamite and Rampage. And they do it all on the same night. And they do it all in the same night. Yeah. And they have, you know, for the, you know, the talent that needs more seasoning, they have dark and dark elevation. Yep. But these wrestlers don't just wrestle, you know, say you've got guys like Moxley. Moxley is the current AEW world champion. You know, he's showing up on Dynamite. He's showing up on Rampage, but in between there, he is also the GCW World Heavyweight Champion. Mm -hmm. He's defending that title. He has shown up in Defy. He's wrestling for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I know a lot of casual fans that see these wrestlers on AEW television, it's like they're not just working two two nights a week. Mm -hmm. They're still working five, six days a week, and they're working multiple places for multiple companies. And even the ones, um, because the last time we recorded, what I said was on the, was it, did I say the 19th? Mm-hmm. No. Was it 19th? Was it 19th or the 15th? Uh, the 15th. Okay. Um, yeah, let me look. Yeah, the 15th. That was on a Thursday. Okay. Two days later, speaking of wrestling, wrestlers and traveling. Two days later, Randy... Mm-hmm. And I, we went to a local show. It was not yep. an end. It was not an NWF show. It was actually one of the NWS competitors. But I'm like, you know what, wrestling is wrestling. They had a couple of NWF yeah. people there. Um, got to meet Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Yep. Oh my, oh my god, that dude he is massive. Isn't he? <laughs> he is because I mean. <laughs> I have watched yeah. this dude off and on since he was like Lance Hoyt in uh, early TNA, and oh, but like and you could tell on, you could tell on screen he's huge. But those pictures that you sent me, it was like, oh my god, that <laughs> yeah, that's a massive human being. He is, and I mean, it was like when when the first time I saw Titus O'Neil in person, mm-hmm. you know, and like in the ring, and I sent you a text, and I was like. Yeah, my first time seeing Titus O'Neil, that is one big human being. <laughs> I mean, and Titus O'Neil, I mean, he is. You know, um, he doesn't get advertised as such. You know, but but he is. No, Titus O'Neil, he's a he's uh, he's a good six five, six six, oh, probably two sixty, two seventy. I mean, he's a yeah. big dude. And Lance Archer, he was about like mm-hmm. Titus O'Neil, and super nice guy, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Talked to him for a little bit, you know, because there because the line had kind of settled down. Yeah. Um, because we're in the Williamsburg High School gym in Williamsburg, Ohio. Okay. You know, um, I did ask him about coming on the podcast. He said we'd have to go through AEW to do it. Yeah. You know, he said he had because he's under contract with AEW. So I was like, all right, cool. He said, Yeah, he said and he told me what he thought was um the email address. He's like, I think it's like media, and he said, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> said, you know you should be able to find it and i was like okay and i even told randy i was like yeah i said i know my work schedule is about to ramp up oh my god <laughs> i did not realize. yeah you did not realize that the 
but the incline yeah. was that steep. <laughs> the very, it, it had started the very next day. Yeah. Um, but you know, of course, Jimmy Hart, same thing. Mm-hmm. A super nice guy. Yeah. You know, uh, very friendly. He he actually handed me his megaphone. He said, "Hold this." So I got to hold Jimmy Hart's megaphone. That's awesome. You know, I should have I should have took off running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jimmy Jimmy did a lot of running during his wrestling days. He's probably quicker than you think. Uh, he might be. I mean, even though he's like 74, yeah. 75 years old, I mean, looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, um, still a lot of energy. Oh yeah. Um, you know, he and um he enjoyed talking to me and Randy for you know a little bit we could talk to him because I said, Yeah, I said, you know, Randy and I are also musicians because Randy plays piano. I don't know if he ever yeah. yeah. And he's like, Oh, really? What's your band name? And I was like, Oh crap! And now I thought of it later on. I said it should have said something like, "Y'all two fat guys." <laughs> you know? um, and Randy, if you're listening, I know you get a kick out of that because yeah. Um, by the way, I, I really wish you could meet Randy when he's one day. Yeah, you know, he is just a super great guy. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come up sometime and meet a lot of the people that we've become friends with. And yeah, oh, like absolutely. That. I mean, um, go to an NWF show, which I missed that this past Saturday. Yeah. Down in Covington, totally forgot it was even happening. You know, well, got, I mean, again, fatigue. I mean, fatigue. Just... And, well, and I was, my wife and my son flew back in uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Their plane was scheduled to land at like, at, well, at first, it was scheduled to land at 1130 at night. I'm like, oh, my Lord. You know, and then it got delayed, delayed mm-hmm. leaving Orlando. And then my wife, she's like, are you going to be able to come down here? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. She's like, you want me to get, you know, our other friend to see if she can come down? I was like, I said, well, I said, if she can't, I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to force her. But then she called me up. She said, yeah, uh, she said she'll come down. She explained the situation to her. I mean, I was afraid I was going to pass out, you know, going down there because it's about, a, it's about an hour, 45 minutes, minutes to an hour drive to get to the airport. Mm-hmm. You know, the Cincinnati airport, which is actually in Kentucky. <laughs> and um you know to get down there and then try to get back well their plane got delayed again and then they had some stuff happen at the airport at cincinnati oh wow so the, they had to wait somebody another plane was at their gate they had to wait for that plane to move. right and then something happened their plane lost power and they were trying to get that going and then when they were if that it was right when Layton was going to step off the plane tilted. Oh. Yeah. So they had to whoa, whoa, whoa. They had to stop everybody, get everybody to stand up to get the plane. Yeah. Level back out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they didn't get home to about three in the morning. Yeah. Three <laughs> o'clock in the I mean and I wow. yeah. So but like I said, fatigue, I, I totally forgot the, the Covington show was even happening. <laughs> now granted, it actually would have worked out better for me. I could have just went to the show in Covington and then just hung out there and then went to the airport because it's about 15 minutes away from um, hits in Covington, um, where you know where the airport is. But but mm-hmm. I've seen the pictures and you know so yeah when you come up we got to go to an NWF show. Um, we got to hang out. You know we got to me and you and Randy go to an NWF show, um, and you get to meet all the wrestlers who you've interviewed. You actually get to meet them in person and. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, one of the things, and it's kind of funny because, you know, Saudi was actually one of the bullet points I was going to talk about was just because of that. But you think about, mm-hmm. well, think about the indie wrestlers. Yeah. 
um, I cannot think, I mean, I don't know of, of any of them that don't have a shoot job. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Briscoes. They have their own landscaping business, plus they help run um, chicken farm on yeah. top of wrestling. And, and I mean, and that's, um, I mean, it's one thing, yeah, sometimes I mean, because Ole Anderson, he apparently, Ole Anderson, I, I guess he was like a, um, he was kind of an entrepreneur outside of wrestling. He had like a lumber business mm -hmm. and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. But, but then you hear about like Sinclair. Mm -hmm. We know of Sinclair's shoot job. Yeah. He has a regular nine to five job. Yep. You know, um, and the, like some of the other ones, um, you know, I know they work in, you know, some of the offices, mm -hmm. um, you know, local to here, like around Amelia, Ohio, around Eastgate, Ohio, you know, places like that. And so when they travel on the weekends, they have to make sure they're back, you know, in time, unless they've taken Monday off, but they have to make sure they're yeah. back in time to work that. And sometimes when they go, they have, um, matches in the middle of the week yeah. they can't you know they they can't go too far yeah know, because, because they, they still have, have to work yeah, yeah they still have to work and and some jobs will be understanding uh some just you know they'll, they'll some of them you know well you gotta take the day off type of thing but you know yeah we'll support it but but so they're doing that traveling to go to where they're they have a match and then they're coming back and then you think about like you know big mama when she's taking like riley and she's taking Mm -hmm. um, Anika and some of the others up to Canada and yeah. then having to come back. And it's like, they go up there, they're up there for like a day or two, you know, they're up there, they wrestle, they stay overnight and come back. Mm -hmm. And because they all have shoot jobs, big mama yep. has a shoot job. You know, yep. Riley has a shoot job. Uh, Anika has a, shoot. I mean, they all have their jobs in the middle of the day. And, just talking to some of the wrestlers because I mean, um, we haven't we don't really talk about their shoot jobs when we interview them, but we've talked yeah. about them off the air. Yeah. And so that kind of thing, it's like, you know, it's like being in a band. It's like, yeah, you yeah. have your band, you know, you you're doing a gig at night, you know. Well, when do you sleep? Exactly. And if you're not if you know, if if you're not a if you're not a big time musician, you still got a nine to five because you still got mm -hmm. bills to pay. You still yep. got to eat. You still got family to take care of. Yep. You know, even if you don't have a family to take care of, you still got yourself to take care of. And that's, that's how wrestling is. It's like, even the guys, even the men and women that are single still have to take care of themselves. And like WWE, they don't pay for travel anymore. So people are, you know, if you're not a Brock Lesnar or if you're not a huge star that can afford their own bus or their own plane, yeah. then you're doing rental cars driving from town to town. And like big show, uh, Paul White, well, I mean, he has his own bus, but for, for a different reason, he had to have his own bus. But <laughs> yeah, There was no way he could do the planes and, you know, regular car rides and any of that stuff. So he's like, I bought a bus. Um, did you, did you see the video where he was talking about the incident that happened? Why he decided I have to get a bus? Yeah. Yeah. It, it actually sounds kind of funny just to think about a car spinning out, going airborne, coming down the wheels, just going. Yeah. The wheels just. <laughs> bing. 
Well, I'm, I'm sure it just looked like a cartoon, just <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and like, yeah, I mean, Big Show. I mean, he actually has a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah, he does. You know? So he's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's time to get a bus. Yeah. But, and even traveling by bus, I mean, you think about like the rock stars, mm-hmm. you know, and so the wrestlers who actually have their own bus. Yeah. And okay, I mean, you're not staying in a hotel, but you're still. Yeah, coming off and uh, you know, and just just the expense of fueling that bus. I mean, you got to think, you know, the expense, and then I don't care how great your bus is, that still all that travel is still got to wear you out, regardless of what whether you're on a plane and a car, bus, whatever. It's still got to you know, it's still got to wear you out. All that traveling all the time. It's almost 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 like the Bob Seger song. Yeah, turn the page. Turn yep. the page. Yep. And you know, so they're they're out there and well out there in the spotlight, mm-hmm. you know, all the way away from their family. You know, like Arn was in, you know, he lived in Charlotte. He's out wrestling in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yep. And you know, and you gotta think about also the cell phones, I mean if you well, relatively speaking, <coughs> they're still a fairly new thing i mean now my kids have never known a world without cell phones your kids have never known a world without cell phones no and i mean they've never known a world without the internet i mean they've never known certain things that we just did not have uh growing up even even in high school every once in a while i would see someone with uh, we didn't even call them cell phones we called them car phones yeah yeah you know somebody with a car phone the first time i remember seeing somebody with a car phone was a friend of ours who moved away like right after our sophomore year named Todd. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, Cause one of the times he actually came back to Hopkinsville just to visit and he had a car phone. Yeah. I was like, Oh cool. Let me try. He's like, Oh no. He said that thing costs however much it was a minute. Oh yeah. And I was like, okay. Then I was like, I just want to call somebody. <laughs> 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 um, and of course now everybody has a cell phone. In fact, I mean, this is pretty wild. I have two of them sitting right here. Yeah. Uh, one of them is, well, is no longer used as a phone. Um, it's actually, I use it for music because I was stupid. I was looking for my, an old one I had. Actually, have, I found my old Blackberry that I had in England. Oh, okay. Recently. But um, this one I only use just for like music because when I got my new phone, I messed up and didn't get a big enough hard drive. I got half mm-hmm. my hard, hard drive I needed. You know, so this one's only for um, music and listening or downloading podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so now, but I have two sitting right there because phones become like that. But if I need something, I can, I don't even have to call. I can send a text, you know, to my mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. You know, um, and now if, I, um, if I'm away, like on a trip or like when my wife and my son were down in Florida, uh, down and visiting my daughter, in fact, a lot of times we'll do this with my daughter being in Florida. We'll FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, or in there, of course there's other video apps you can use as well. Uh, yeah. You can even use the Facebook messenger, you know, for video, video chats. Yeah. That's what Abby does when she calls uh, my mother-in-law. Cause Abby has her, Abby has her own phone. That's how, you know, how far we've come to where my four-year-old has her own phone. Yeah. I mean, it's, we fought, my getting my son a phone because my daughter didn't get one until she was 13. Mm-hmm. My son's had one now 
um, he turns 12 tomorrow. And yeah. he's had, yeah, he's had his own phone now for uh, about a year, year and a half. That's how Caden and Savannah were. Caden didn't get a phone until he was 13, but we ended up letting Savannah get one. I think she was 11 when she got her. So she's had a phone for a couple of years when she doesn't get in trouble and get it taken because yeah, bless her. Yeah. My daughter just loves to do. She's the definition of insanity. She just wants to do, keep doing the same thing over and over again, thinking she's going to get a different result. And the <laughs> result is give me your phone. Yeah. I mean, that's, and it's no. nothing. It's nothing like she's not doing anything bad. It's just do your chores right the first time. So we don't. So, and then we don't have this problem. Mm -hmm. But she, she tries to hurry up and get everything done so she can either go hang out with her friends or and play on her phone or whatever. Half butts and, it. And yep, she half butts it. And then we find stuff that's wrong. Like tonight, she's got to spend the rest of her night straightening up the cabinets and. Stuff she was supposed to have done before she went to play soccer with her friend earlier. Stuff she told us that was done is a sad thing because we asked her. Her mom asked her, <laughs> oh, the cabinet straightened out. Yes, they weren't. As soon as Hope opened the cabinet, stuff started falling out. <laughs> and then she got yelled at. And I'm like, mm, I ain't got no sympathy for you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, but, you know, the wrestlers back then, because I remember when... When I was still in the military, um, and I had to go on trips sometimes, and I when I had my cell phone, because you know we had a cell phone that um, I usually took it with me, right? Uh, because we also had the home phone. We only had one cell phone at the time, and it was just for calling because that's all you could do with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, right. And I would usually have it with me. Um, there were some places where I could not get a signal. Mm hmm. You know, believe me, when you're out in, you know, middle of nowhere, Nevada, there, I mean, it said analog Rome. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can make a call on this. And, but now, I mean, you know, you could do all the stuff with the cell phone, but the wrestlers back then, they would have to use pay phones to call their family. Right. You know? Or they got to the hotel and like call them, collect, say, call me here. You know, because right. of course, you know, you try to make a long distance phone call from a hotel, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. That's why you do a collect. Hey, call me back. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and, you know, so that, that would kind of wear and tear on you as far as like your mental health, because just not being able to yeah, converse with your family. Yeah. And I can't imagine, like, I couldn't imagine being on the road like that and not being able to talk to my family. It was just, I just couldn't imagine. And they still had to find time to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. yep. And Arn Anderson has said that too. He's like, mm -hmm. you know, you get, you know, you get in the town, you check into your hotel, you hit the gym so you can get it out of the way because it's got to be done, but you need to get mm -hmm. the gym out of the way early, get your workout in. And then that way your body can kind of recoup from the workout before, you know, before your match. Cause he's like, yep. you don't want to, you don't want to do the workout too close to your match because your body right. doesn't have enough time to recover yep. from the workout before you put it through another workout doing mm -hmm. a, you know, anywhere from a 20 to a 30 minute match, depending on what the stipulation is. And they have to find time to eat, not just eat, to eat. Eat right. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eat right. Yeah. They can't just be shoveling in McDonald's or Burger King and then expect to be able to, you know, work that kind of schedule. Yeah, they've got to be able to 
yeah, train, train right and eat right. And it's like, that's, I'm sure it's easier said than done. And with, you know, we're talking about the Indies, and I forgot to even mention, they're making these travels for a small paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who was it was saying that one time the promoter paid him in hot dogs? Uh, was it Steve Austin or Mick Foley? Uh, no, it was, it was like somebody recently. I, I oh, really? It was, it was like an... In- that's what I was trying to remember. Was it somebody we interviewed or was it somebody I actually met in yeah. person talking about that? I'm not sure. Cause I remember hearing stories like that from like guys like Austin and uh, Foley and stuff like that, that they would like the promoters would feed them in meals instead of paying them. And uh, Foley's like, you know, hot meal is great, but it's not going to put gas in my car to get to the next town. Right. And you know, and you hear about some of these, um, some of these territories in particular. Heard Mid South UWF later on was horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, because the the towns they would hit were like New Orleans, Oklahoma City, right. Right. like Little Rock, and I mean these towns that are like 400, 500 miles away. Yeah, you know, from each other, and you had to hit those like in one day, and mm-hmm. that's why you had the travel partners so that you could swap out driving. Um, Memphis. I don't think it would be as bad um, because it was like Memphis, Nashville, Louisville, Evansville, and then, you know, repeat. And then they'd have the little spot shows here and there in places like Hopkinsville or, yeah. you know, some other places. Um, but Memphis to Nashville is, how far of a drive is that? Memphis to Nashville. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I haven't made that drive. Uh, I've done it like once. um i want to say it's like four to six hours so not in Mm. the big so not that bad yeah um you know but of course you know nashville to louisville you know you're talking like what three four hours and louisville to evansville you you know you're like you know three hours maybe yeah and then back down to nashville i mean just or down to memphis you go down um 41 hit 65 and go and hit yeah hit 40 and, and there you go um, but I mean, they do that. They did that loop every week. Mm-hmm. And but the UWF Mid South, they also did their loop every week. Yeah. Um, but Arn on his podcast, he's actually talking about. You know, he's talked about when he was in Pensacola. He said he loved that. Mm-hmm. And he said they didn't travel too far away. Yeah. You know, and he said he was back home almost every night in the apartment he lived in. You know, and then he met Aaron, his wife, and um, you know, then of course they started dating and um. And he had to convince her family not to kill him because found out there was a little bit of an age difference and she was only like 17. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, obviously, you know, he's kind of proved himself. Yeah. You know, um, not to be a a creep. (laughs) Yeah. Not to be a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but then you hear about Crockett, you know, their loop. I mean, there was like Charlotte Greensboro up into Virginia Mm-hmm. in parts of Georgia and it just got bigger and bigger as yeah. they kept taking over territories and then yep. you know of course now they're going all the way down to you know the, um like down to like Tampa mm-hmm. and then they're going all the way up to Cincinnati because that was weird it, it was like you see all these places you know that are kind of interconnecting the south and then Cincinnati yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and um but so I mean that one I mean that's when they then they're doing like the flying you know quite mm-hmm. a bit you know, especially when the company when they had the two they didn't even. They shouldn't even got one plane, much less two. Yeah. 
but they were flying them all over the place and but they were making all these shows um but they're still getting worn out and then you had somebody like a rick flair mm-hmm. who's been very open about what else he was doing yeah you know the yep. partying the women mm-hmm. um and even in his book he said the doctor looked at it one time and said when's the last time you got eight hours sleep yeah and because he just didn't do it a bit i mean um <clears throat> but flair he's kind of a freak of nature anyway yeah um because he came out recently said he actually did like a DNA test. I don't know if it was because to try to find out like who his real parents were. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you've heard the story about him. You know, yeah. He, he was, was adopted. Yeah. Well, and he was, well, he was, he was a black market baby. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. He was, yeah. That whole thing about the orphanage in, yeah. uh, in Memphis. And yeah, I remember reading that in his book. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what he was he was stolen but of course his parents they just knew it was an adoption agency they didn't uh-huh. yep um but he said that's his mom and dad yeah you know that he said he does not want to know yeah you know but but he he said he did doing like a uh, some kind of dna test but it was he found out that something about his dna he's almost like a superhuman he could actually withstand a lot more punishment mm-hmm. than the normal person that's why he's been able to well, he put he sure did put it to the test. Yeah. And um but yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, we hear about the circus life of wrestlers, and we hear about like Bruce Pritchard's talked about working for Miss McMahon. I'm wondering if it's still like that now, because I'm pretty sure Triple H is like, No, I, I want to sleep. Yeah, Triple H is like, uh, no, I have you know, I have a wife and kids at home. I'm trying to go home, get some rest and spend time with them. And well, his wife is also the CEO of the company too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's probably like, I'm trying to go home. I'm not trying to be here all the time. either. Like, going to have a meeting. No, I'm going to have a nap. Yeah. Um, before we forget about it, uh, what we were talking about earlier, uh, the Saudi show that's coming mm-hmm. up crown jewel that, uh, Roman reigns is defending the, uh, unified title against Logan Paul, Logan Paul. The only reason for that is because Logan Logan Paul has a huge social media presence, uh, and he's very popular in Saudi and the Saudi government. When this show is being, when this show was being, you know, booked, they wanted Logan Paul in a high profile match on there. Doesn't get much more high profile than wrestling for the world title. Again, Logan Paul has impressed me. He has done so much better than I ever expected. But he's still two matches into a career. And match three will be a world title match. Mm. And it's like, okay. I get that they're kind of at the mercy of the Saudi government because that's who's writing mm. checks. So and, and not just a check. A, a huge, huge check. check. A huge check. Um, and they they have a contract. So I think it was a 10-year deal when they first started this. So they're, they're still tied to that for quite a while. So they've got to, you know, bend the knee, so to speak, and pretty much cater to who's paying the bills. But as a as a purist, I like to call myself, a purist type wrestling fan, Logan Paul does not need to be anywhere near any professional wrestling championship, much less the world title for your company. 
Oh. I'm not I'm not saying that he's not going to put on a good show. I feel like he will. But this also tells you the problem under the Vince McMahon regime of credible challengers for Roman. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, Roman has run through everybody, except for there's a handful of guys that should be getting shots at the title that aren't. I'm hoping with Triple H in charge that changes. But Logan Paul, but, but Logan Paul ain't on that list. He shouldn't be on that list. I'm hoping Braun Strowman's going to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, but you know who you know who we should really ask about that? We should ask Ted. We should ask Ted. We really should. Absolutely. Uh, because one thing that I'm glad that I haven't been able to, to miss out on, even though I've been missing out on going to shows, been missing out on doing our podcast, but I've been able to listen to podcasts. And Ted, he just had an excellent one talking about Hill Managers, underrated Hill Managers, with a couple of fellows from, I have to look at, um, and look and see what podcast they were from because this is one of the things Ted, you know, we, we say we have our empire. No, Ted's the king of the podcast. Oh yeah. He's, he's already surpassed us. We're, we're learning from the master at this point. We, we really are. And, you know, they, and I was even going to say this, then they actually mentioned it on uh, his show that I listened to this morning was, uh, they said something about Ted having um, the podcast. They said something about Conrad having him and his 20 podcast. And I'm like, no, I'll put Ted as the king over Conrad because anymore, Conrad's not even on his own podcast. Except right. Except for maybe right. the one with Flair. And I mean, I've gotten to the point where I don't even really listen to him. Yeah. And he's become almost a money grab. It's like, yeah. okay, you listen to this, and I'm, we're going to play you ads every five minutes, you know, and it's going to be ads for um, my business. Is where it's going to be ads for Blue Chew. It's going to be ads for Geico. It's going to be ads for this, that, you know, and it's like yeah. everybody ever, – but you can listen to ad-free shows. You can pay to listen to it. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'll pass. Yeah, I'll skip it. That's I will okay. skip it. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, he had um, <clears throat> Redbeard Pirate 1 and JJ Rogue Means to discuss Underrated Hill Major. They have their own podcast. I was trying to see the name of it, but excellent show. I need to go check out their shows, their shows too, because I mean, Ted, he really has become like the hub for like mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. To, you know, got We've been on his show. He's been on our show. It's yep. been a great time. He's been such a, he was, uh, we were actually, when his podcast first started, we were one of the first shows that he, that he kind of was reaching out and like getting our name up there, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I've been like, wow, you know, oh, yeah. I, I've really appreciated that support. And so we, we always got to support him as well. Yep. Um, Ted, the hillbilly hill. Uh, it's, there's the real truth and there's the hill truth. Uh, he's trending number one in Antarctica and on MySpace. Uh, he, he's supposed to be doing a, a a personal appearance in Antarctica. That's in the works. Hey, it's in the works right now. Yeah, you know. So pack up the cold weather gear. And <laughs> me and Dan in Antarctica. You know. Um, and actually, and he lives in North Carolina. I'm gonna see if I get next time I get to North Carolina. I don't know when it'll be. Next time I get to North Carolina, I'm gonna try to swing by and if I can. Yeah. And, let, but watch, he'll probably be on the road. Oh, probably. No. <laughs> yeah, probably so. That would be that would be your luck. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, at um, at Hillbilly Hill is his Twitter. That's the only social media he has is that Hillbilly Hill. And another show I've actually been missing uh, just because we've been having meetings every morning to right at the time the show's going on is TNC Sports Talk. Mm-hmm. His show is on uh, almost every weekday, 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And 
course, I've been having meetings started at like 8.30 that run all the yeah. way through like 12.30. It's been yeah. bad. Meeting Too many meetings are just unproductive. I'm just going yeah. to say it right yeah. now. But yeah, Justin from there, he's actually been a big supporter of us. Ours, um, one of his former co-hosts, uh, Trey, mm-hmm. you know, he's been he's a big supporter. Uh, yeah, big supporter. Uh, love Trey to death. Um, and he's actually been trying to help us get somebody on the show. I don't want to make any promises yet because right. I don't know. But I mean, uh, I think, you know, pretty big name. I mean, yeah, a yeah. pretty well-known name. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking like it's it's not like a former world champion, but it is somebody who is pretty well known. Yeah. And Trey's been trying to help us get people on here. And I and once again, I had to say, let me get past this work. This work yeah. Thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to make, you know, make an obligation to, for somebody to be on the show. And then all of a sudden I can't make it. Right. You know, so, um, but yeah, now I've kind of, I've took us like way off course, but we're talking <laughs> about, we started off talking about Ted, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, t- well, see, Ted knows about travel because Ted, he also has a shoot job. I mean, yep. he's a, he's a truck driver. Yeah. So he can tell you all about the traveling and all the wear and tear it takes, it makes on you and just fatigue in general. And, uh, all I'm saying is I'm tired and I'm looking for a different job. Yep. And my boss already knows that this is not a surprise. Yeah. You know, in case anybody, oh, I'm going to go tell your boss. Okay. He already knows. I talked to him yeah. first. Right. And he understands. But, but um, I mean, you still need some rest. Um, like I told Hope, I said, I'm not going to try not to be long winded tonight and not hold Steve very long because I know he needs the rest. Um, cause those hours are just ridiculous. I can't imagine. Brutal. I mean, and people, if anybody thinks that doing an office job, oh, well, you're not going to get tired doing that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I mean, I work from home and I still get tired of just staring at the screen all, you know, it's yeah. just, it, it's mentally draining staring yep. at the screen all day, every day. I mean, I wouldn't trade working from home for anything cause you know, I've been doing it for over two years now and there's things I've been able to experience with my family that I wouldn't have if I was in the office every day, yep. but it's still, still working, you know, working a desk job is not, um, you don't get up all refreshed and ready to go when you're done. It's like eight hours or more of staring at the same screen all day, yep. every day. And my eyes have actually gotten to the point where my vision was getting blurred. Right. Yep. That's happened to me too. Yep. And, and people who've never worked an office job don't get that. Um, no. Yes. Now I'm not saying now I have also worked manual labor jobs. Dwaylon mm-hmm. has worked Same. manual labor jobs. Yes. You know, uh, Dwaylon has a bad back, like a medically documented bad back because like, well, his, his back tries to make itself into a loop. Yeah. Yeah, his spine is like a figure eight. You should see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, but he still does manual labor jobs. Yeah, but it's probably about as much as what your back can handle. Yeah, you know, actually um, more. I've always been one too. I know my limits, and I tend to push past them. I'm which just doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, so but, that's just how we are. Yeah, but I'm glad. I'm thankful for the office job now. And you know, so I've I mean I've worked, you know, those mm-hmm. type of jobs. I mean, well being in the military i mean my job at my primary job in the military i mean i was sitting on a chair doing stuff because i was um i was an intel right but there were times where we had to go set up equipment and things like that and 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and it'll, if you're doing that for so many, several, several hours a day, I mean, it'll wear you out. If you're doing this job, it can wear you out. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll, yep. if it's not going to drain you physically, it'll drain you mentally. Yep. And, you know, so, but on that note, it probably is time for me to go off and get some sleep. Well, uh, you're, you're an hour ahead of me. So it's already 930 there. And I know you're wore out. So I am. And, yeah, thank you folks for listening to us. I apologize for the show being shorter than normal, but I am glad to be back. Yeah, uh, me too. Because, yeah, Dwayne texted me today and said, I understand if you can't make it. I'm like, no, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to record. I was just saying, something. I get it that you're exhausted. <laughs> and I mean, I knew we'd get back to it. I knew we'd get back to it eventually, but you said you were up for it. So I'm like, yeah, okay. so, I mean, I, and, I mean, this is, we all said, well, we're not going to go. Um, you know, we're not, we're not going to go an entire week without a good reason. Well, we had some pretty good reasons. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to us. And if you have any job suggestions, send them my way. I have actually already sent out some applications, uh, a couple of different type of jobs. But, um, but you know, any idea? If you just want to send me money, I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy with that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So, but uh, hopefully, we'll record Thursday. I can't see any reason why not because it, all the work stuff was supposed to end. Today it was supposed to end Friday, but then we had to do more prep today. But it's supposed oh, to end okay. today. It was supposed to be the last day of like anything. There may be a couple of sprinkling of some hours here and there, right? But um, but yeah, hopefully I'll find something soon that I can go. All right, time to get some normal hours. Yeah, right. Or just time to do something different because, and I'm gonna leave with a couple of quotes. Um. One, because I said it on Facebook and I came up with it all by myself and it makes me happy when I can actually say something that, that kind of sounds smart. Um, was, it, was it my last status that I put? Yeah, my last actual status, not something I, I shared, was sometimes you just need to close the book you're reading, take a break yes. and pick up a new one. Yes, I shared that one. That was good. Oh, you I, did, didn't I you? Like yep. Yeah, I did. And, um, and because then if, it's kind of a metaphor, but I mean, yeah. you, you yeah. knew exactly what I was referring to. I really did. Um, and then the other one was our high school re- or our 20 year high school reunion. Um, you didn't go to it. You should have went. It was a good time. <laughs> um, but I talked to one of our classmates mm-hmm. and, you know, she was also in the air force, except for she was an officer, which no one heard does not surprise me. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, cause she was always miss go getter in high mm-hmm. school. Right. Um, she had just been, she was in the air force, had just been on Lieutenant Colonel. Um, well, normally like somebody pins on Lieutenant Colonel, like they're in line for, uh, yeah. for a command spot, you know, be, right. to be a squadron commander. And I said, Hey, I said, I'm just wait for you because she was also an Intel. I was like, Hey, yeah. wait for you to become my squadron commander. She's like, I have no desire. And I was like, do what? I mean, it just, it threw me for a loop that mm-hmm. she didn't, you know, and she's like, I don't want to do it. She's like, because she said, let me put it like this at the end of the day, nobody ever says, gee, I wish I'd have worked more hours. Exactly. Yep. And that's, I get it. it. I mean, I get it, got it then, but I really get it now because there's two people in the other room over there, one down in Orlando that are more important than me doing what I'm doing. Yep. I've got four, I've got four of them in my, you know, outside my, bedroom door here that are more important than any job any yep. you know any small business that i run anything they they are the most important thing yep 
Now, if everybody, if they really want to support us and get more people listening to us and we can grow our listener base, we can actually get, get a, that, that will actually help us as well. We will help you yes. out as well too. So. Yes. <laughs> because, because if we could just do this for a living, that'd be awesome. That would be great. That'd be fantastic. But we will figure out what to talk about on Thursday because right now I, bear, I don't even know what my name is anymore. So, but until we talk again on Thursday, good night. God bless. All right. God bless. <laughs>